Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Hi, everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Taylor, and we are Uncorked and Unfiltered. And we would like to remind you guys to please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us and to follow us on social media. Our Instagram is uncorked underscore unfiltered, and our Twitter is uncorked podcast. Yes, please follow us. Rate and review us only if you have nice things to say, though, because we are very delicate flowers. Do you think if we say that, that means people will purposely say something mean? Probably, but... I just like to believe there's good in people, you know? No, me, me too. I got in a fight with this guy at the post office today. Why? What happened? He was just being, like, really rude to the worker who's Asian and, like, saying, like, kind of racist stuff, saying, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you shouldn't, like, work here. And it was definitely only because of the mask. Like, I I know this lady. She's the sweetest lady ever. And he was being so so, so rude. So I kind of just told him to, like, I was like, if you have nothing nice to say, you should just use the machine so people don't have to talk to you. And he kind of just told me to like fuck off. But you go, girl. I just hate that. Like, why? Why? I don't know. People suck. And he was just annoyed because his package was like $37 and he thought it would be cheaper. It's like you are a grown man and you're acting like a baby. Grow up. Also, like, don't ship something so heavy then. I don't know. Have it delivered. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, (sighs) Yeah, the post office was packed. Um, Scary. Freaking just like Christmas, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone's shipping stuff. Like my aunt from California sent my family a box just came today with like all of our Christmas gifts. And we're going to do like a Zoom with her in December because we mailed Aww. her our Christmas gifts. But so nice. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We hope you guys had a fun holiday with your fam. We both we had a good time. Mm hmm. We did. We did. We woke up at like, I don't even know what time to get to the mall insanely early on Friday. We are those people that go Black Friday shopping every year. We really are. But we're like, I feel like a lot of people do it as like a social thing. Like we genuinely shop. Like we do it for the deals. Right. And we going in there, it's almost like we're like, waiting and not spending a lot of money like that maybe the month before because we know we're going to drop some money which we always do Mm -hmm. but we also never really buy for other people on black friday which i feel like is the point Mm. but i'm just like you know what like i'm gonna buy stuff on sale for myself right now because i am worth it exactly i'm worth worth the sale you are worth the sale you're worth the deal (laughs) no yeah i mean we at least we both bought a gift for someone it was my cheapest purchase Mm -hmm. of the night but but it was a small. Me as well, but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. No. But yeah. it was great. And going at 6 a.m., highly recommend because it's not busy because no one wants to wake up at 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. to go shopping. <laughs> right. I'm not going to lie. That was some of the darkest, like the darkest time of my life. I literally went downstairs. I was like, all right, dad, because my dad's up by like five o'clock and I was up shortly after him. And 
I like walked down the steps and he just looked at me and I was like, all right, dad, I'm leaving. He's like, where are you going? I was like, <laughs> I'm going to the mall. He was like, by choice. I was like, yes, dad, it's Black Friday. Like, I don't fuck around. I need the deals. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my mom is the same as your dad, as we know, but she gets up at 4 30 every morning. So since we drove together, it was really difficult, but she was, she was like wide awake because this is when right. she's always up. So like in the car, she was like chipper throwing all these questions at me. And I was like, I can't, we can't do this. No. I need really? another, I need another 90 minutes. Okay. At least, at least, at least, <laughs> uh, but it was good. And today yeah. is cyber Monday and I feel like I crushed it. I like sporadically checked throughout the weekend and then like I did a little bit before and like mm-hmm. it was good I finished all of my Christmas shopping today I Crushed got everything it. done but when I tell you I was on my laptop for like four hours shopping the fact that I have my laptop open right now makes me want to throw up like I never want to look at a laptop again right yeah I mean that feels that's a good feeling like yeah December 1st is tomorrow and you're done that's awesome that's true I mean, we'll see if I, like, return anything. But I think all my gifts are pretty good. Like, I feel confident about some of them. Some, I'm just, like, whatever. I I couldn't be stressed about it anymore. So I was yeah. just, like, fuck it. Just got to let it go. And at the end of the day, it's the thoughts that counts. <laughs> yeah, I got gift receipts. You want to return? I will not be offended. Like, right. I don't even know. Go for it. Yeah. Also, fun fact for you guys, if you're looking for – movie new movies i have two recommendations one is for history buffs buff, buffs lord and the <laughs> other is for people who like thrillers so for the history buffs there's this movie and it's called the last vimeer and i think your parents would love this tea and okay. it takes a place around right after like world war ii so it's surrounding the nazis and artwork and it was an incredible movie and it's a true story um, so I saw that one this weekend and it was really, really good. I saw it in theaters, but I'm sure mm. it's soon going to go on like demand or something. Right. And then last night I watched with my family, this movie that's on Hulu called run and it's starring Sarah Paulson. And it was so good. Interesting. I recommend it. It's just a thriller. It's not bloody or anything. It's really just like action and like suspense and Okay. It was it. We were all on like the edge of our seat. It's like it was great. Okay, I will definitely pass it along to my parents because they are like going through. It's so funny. Before quarantine, my parents didn't understand like binge watching and how like you genuinely get depressed when you finish a show. And like since we've gone through this, I think they've watched like seven different shows and like every time something ends my dad's like what are we gonna watch next like I need something else to look forward to what am I gonna do with myself I know I yeah I'm he now feels our pain it's almost like you you have that you need to get that fix of like something to like replace that empty hole you now have in your heart (laughs) we should like create a new word for that and then submit it to some dictionary somewhere and then like we could it could be our word oh my god that's a good idea let's brainstorm All right. But okay, guys. So not that much went on this past week, probably because of the holidays. Things always die down around them. But we have a few hot takes before we obviously get into our roses, recaps and refreshers. So I can start it off. I want to talk about Grammy noms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there was drama with it. Um, 
so the Grammy noms came out last week and a lot of really awesome nominations um, for record of the year. We had uh, Beyonce's Black Parade. We had Doja Cat's Say So, Go TikTok, Power of TikTok. Um, we have Billie Eilish got nominated, Dua Lipa, Post Malone, Megan The Stallion with Savage. Again, the way TikTok, TikTok yeah. has just formed. It's crazy. Um, so like, yeah, like a lot of noms, um, Taylor Swift got a ton of nominations for folklore, which is really Mm -hmm. exciting. I have a really good feeling that I think she's going to do really well. And then also something interesting to point out is best new artist. The nominations were Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat and Noah Cyrus. Interesting. I thought she was interesting. And yeah, I've listened to some of her stuff. What songs is she sing? So she does that song. <laughs> it's obviously not good if you can't even remember the name. No, it's not. It's not anything. It like what well, didn't blow up or anything. I don't freaking know. Oh, there's one song famous where she's like, it's like we were almost famous. It's like something like that. Okay. Whatever. I just thought that was interesting. But it is. But the whole reason why I really want to talk about the Grammy noms is because there was drama. So let's start off with The weekend. So The weekend, as you know, he had his um, record-breaking album come out um, called After Hours. And it was like a killer album. And obviously the standout song was Blinding, Blinding Lights. Lights, which... Even ev- I know that song. <laughs> right. And that's saying something. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that song popped off and it, it it's also just like a great song and even the music video was so well done and yeah. so you at least you it was honestly a no-brainer that he would get nominated for record of the year at least for that like right and then probably album of the year but he got zero nominations and like when yeah. i saw that i was like oh that's weird well he obviously thought it was weird too so at first, we have a few Instagram posts that he made. First, he made it. a post, and it was, the Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. And then all these rumors came going back and forth. So this is what I found out. He is performing the Super Bowl halftime show in February. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, when someone is performing the halftime for the Super Bowl, they – there's, it's almost like they signed this type of contract where they're not really allowed to have any other like appearances like close to that performance because it really it's I think it's to almost have like exclusivity and to like really like have the suspense building up. Okay. So like he really can't be performing at the Grammys, which is like right before the Super Bowl. Okay. So I know this. And I'm sure a lot of people know this as well, but there are politics that go on with these award shows. And people say, usually if you look at the people that performed, they are all nominated. And they're no, and so it seems like you have to almost like, okay, that you're performing and then like your nominations come out. So people started saying like, because he couldn't perform and said he wouldn't perform, that's why he got snubbed. Because it's like a whole political mess and it's all about money. And if like he wasn't going to perform and they weren't going to give him the nominations. So then this guy at the Grammys makes this type of announcement where he's like, it's really sad that The Weeknd didn't get nominated and he did such a good job and he's so talented, this and that. But like that whole thing about how, you know, we reached out, we wanted him to perform and he said he couldn't. But that has nothing to do with um, 
you know, the nominations and went on this like whole thing, basically saying like, that's not true. Right. So then after that, the weekend came out with a, another post and he was what? like, collaboratively, I don't know. It took me forever to say that word. It's okay. <laughs> Collaboratively planning a performance for weeks for not being invited. In my opinion, zero nominations equals you're not invited. So he was just causing more stuff going up and down. Mm. Then there was just like more posts ensued. And he was just like, ironically, Blinding Light recently ha- had its one year anniversary of coming out. And he was just like, regardless of everything that's gone down, I'm so, so grateful. And I'm so, so proud of this album. And then other artists started coming out and either making fun of him or defending him. Elton John said that it was the best album of the year and that was the best song of the year and that the Grammys is corrupt. And then Halsey came out and wrote this whole thing saying like, I know I'm going to get hate for this and I'm probably going to get blacklisted, but the Grammys is corrupt and I'm on the weekend side and this and that. And like, I did think that was very brave of her to do that because like she could very well get blacklisted after doing that when she's someone that, so I thought that, I mean, he's heated and people take different sides to it. People are saying he's a sore loser and it's like, you know, it is what it is. And other people are saying like the Grammys truly is corrupt and it's super political and it's not about who's the best anymore. It's just about like smooching with the right people, I guess. Right. I mean, my whole takeaway from this thing is like everything is corrupt. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Grammys are. And I mean... Like we said, if I know the song Blinding Light, like it's a very out there song. We did me and my siblings did a TikTok dance to it. So like you did. You know, so it's a thing. It's a song. It's a good song. And it probably should have been nominated for at least something. Like and the weekend's really good. I don't even like that. Like I like I listen to country music. That's pretty much it. But if I can sit here and say I genuinely enjoy listening to the weekend, like He's very versatile. He appeals to everybody. So he probably did get chipped by this whole thing. And that yeah. whole Super Bowl thing is fuck- like that makes no fucking sense to me. I know. I get the exclusivity. Well, does the Super Bowl know something about how like the Grammys perform? Like, is it always in that timeline where it's like something like that? I don't know. That just seems very strange to me. That whole thing that they can't perform two weeks before the show. Like, why? Literally, I know. Why? Yeah, it's dumb. I know. I agree with you that like, look, everything's corrupt. So it's you kind of just got to play the game and it is what it is. But obviously, I do feel for the guy. You can really tell like I've been a fan of his since before he even really was that famous. And so I love him. And I you can I can tell what an artist really puts like their heart and soul into something. And this album was definitely a different type of tone and style than his previous ones, which makes me think this is the type of music now that he's famous enough that he really wanted to make and create. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I can totally feel for him and I'm, I'm compassionate with like his feelings, but yeah, at the same, same time, it's like, you know, it is what it is. It's like, it stinks, but I don't know with him doing this type of, you know, reaction is really going to help in the matter because now I just feel like it's settling down and everyone just looks at him and they're like, remember when you were a sore loser. Yeah. I don't think it's ever really a good look. That's the sad thing. It's like you literally just have to play the game until Mm -hmm. you are bigger than the game and you're able to like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's big and he's famous and stuff, but like you didn't get nominated. So you you just got to shut up about it and maybe next year you'll blow up even more and you can you know you'll have I don't want to say more of a leg to stand on but kind of more of a leg to stand on you know 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely back and forth with his whole um, drama. Yeah. But <laughs> this next piece of drama, I am 100% against, and I think it's a joke and a half. Tell me. Cue Justin Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber was nominated. His album, um, Changes, was nominated for Best um, Pop Album. Okay. Well, we have a post from him that he posted shortly after the noms came out. Of course. <clears throat> to the Grammys, I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my art artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put into that category feels weird, considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style, all the way down to the hip-hop drums that were chosen, chosen, it is undeniably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains, and I'm honored to be nominated either way. Justin, shut up. Literally take several seats and sit, stay down. Like, Don't get who up. Who are you? Who are you? Like, a few things. Just because you listen to R&B music coming up, growing up, does not mean that you create R&B music. Right. Like that, I'm sorry, that is, you don't have any leg to stand on just because you listened to Usher when you were younger. I don't, that doesn't matter. Right. T, that's like you being in like, kind of like a rock band. And then you trying to make it a little country, but it's still getting nominated for rock. And you're like, I listened to country growing up and I want, I, I made this a country and it's like, no, it's not country. Yeah. And like, dude, you got nominated. Just shut, like literally shut up. That is so ungrateful. I feel. The amount of people who like worked so hard to like put something out there and didn't even get nominated for anything. Shut up. I know. And are you trying to tell me that yummy you think is R&B? You know that song. Yeah, you got that. Yummy. You're trying to tell me that's R&B. Come on. I can't. I that's can't. kids. It's kids bop, basically. Literally, you're on you're you're in the wrong category completely. So, yeah, I just. I really feel like, and like, trust me, I like his music and I'll leave it at at that with how I'm Mm -hmm. a fan of him, but I just feel like he's turned into a whiny, whiny kid because he had fame so young. Yeah. I feel like he has some sort of right. It's like, who were you to just like try and tell like the, you know, the Academy, like, yeah, no, it was, you did the wrong thing. It's like, Dude, obviously it wasn't pop. Your opinion can be that you think it's R and B, but when it right. came down to categorizing it, look where it landed and just take it. Right. I mean, learn from it. Then obviously, what you think is R and B and what the rest of the world thinks is R and B, there's some kind of disconnect there. Right. But also, like, don't and correct me if I'm wrong because I don't really know anything about this. But like, don't like the managers or something like when they put it, a new album out they categorize it under a certain category yeah but i mean does not him right he probably though if he wanted to say it's an r&b album he probably could have said like i want this to be under the r&b category but that's still at the end of the day will have nothing to do with how he's nominated okay like it won't but it's just 
I really hope he doesn't win. I don't think he, he will. But even more so, I'm like, can you imagine him getting up there and accepting his speech and being like, I'm so grateful for this, but um, this is an R&B album. So yeah. please remember it as that. <laughs> I could see that happening. That's the sad thing. Yeah, me as well. So that was like the drama with the Grammys. Um, definitely was like spicy this year. I felt like there was just like a lot happening. And then I don't know. Yeah, it was very interesting. But I know we'll see what comes out with that. I mean, curious to see how these award shows will keep happening because the Oscars also are coming in February and like, you know, doing it with like COVID. I thought the Emmys did well. So I'm actually like not that nervous. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've had so much time now to like actually plan something and like work out the kinks that they should be able to do something good. Agreed. I would hope. I would. Yeah. Hope. Agreed. But we'll see. All right. What's our next tea? Um, I mean, this one's kind of been like circulating the internet for a while. Yeah, we've been waiting to talk about this. Yeah, because I just wanted more details on it. Same. Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin are allegedly dating. Right. Right. He's 37. <laughs> she is 19. So Gross. there's a lot of years there. There have been many paparazzi pictures of them. But for Thanksgiving, she posted a picture of him and captioned it. Thankful. Creative. Creative. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that picture came just a couple weeks after she was spotted arm in arm with him on Santa Barbara Beach, and they've been spotted several times together since late October. Um, in the beginning of November, they grabbed dinner with a mutual friend and stylist, but they took a picture that night and they were just sharing similar photos of like their plates and their dinners and stuff like that. So yeah, like it's kind of confirmed that they are dating. And it's just crazy to me because he really seems to enjoy the company of younger women. God, he really likes those youngins because he just him and Sophia Richie just broke up in August and they were dating. I'm pretty sure she was like 22. Not even. I know when they started dating, she was only 19 as well. Okay, Scott. 19 is not your lucky number. It's not your number. And I just feel like. I hate to get all I hate to get all deep with it but like I really think like besides the fact that he just wants like a younger girl because in Mm -hmm. Hollywood you could get an extremely hot girl who's in her 30s like let's be real of course I really feel like there's some some sort of like control situation and where like he just likes some young so he can almost like groom them the way he wants them to behave and he knows he can probably get away with more the younger they are because like they're just like starstruck and it's honestly gross yeah. I mean, there's an 18-year age difference between the two of them. Like, what do you have in common? Nothing. You know? His c- child Nothing. is closer in age than she is to him. I know. And I also wonder, too, like, what does Courtney think about all of this? I know. That's very interesting because you know? they've been seen together more and more. And I'm pretty sure Courtney also yeah. posted a picture of him on Thanksgiving saying thankful for you. So that's awkward. Wow. Um, yeah, that's really, really, really uncomfortable. I didn't know that. Yeah. And like, I don't know. What? The whole thing is just very strange to me. Yeah. And like, what about Lisa? What is she thinking? Okay. I'm sure she has lots of thoughts as well. However, I do think Lisa Rinna is extremely fame hungry. Like, 
she wants she will refer to herself as a momager like like um chris jenner like she wants to be kardashian level and some part of me is like maybe she sees this as her in and she just doesn't care which is gross like he's almost 40 so i think that's why she's like maybe something will happen and like i mean is courtney a fertile mortal is he a fertile mortal who knows but maybe she's hopeful that like she'll get like amelia will get pregnant or something Mm, you're right that locks her into the family i mean once removed or whatever but like you're it you're in you know yeah that's a good point that's just gross i am curious if they will continue you know hanging out and dating kind of like the sophia situation where it keeps lasting or if it's just going to be a quick fling i don't know i feel like i wouldn't caption a picture of someone that I'm just having a fling with and write thankful as the caption. Like that would, I would only do that with like my boyfriend. I feel. Oh no. Yeah. Agreed. I'm just wondering if it'll last. Right. I mean, I think she thinks it will. Oh yeah. Who knows what he's telling her? Hence why he dates someone young. So he can get away with the bullshit. It's so gross. I wouldn't, I would not put it past him. I don't know why. I just think he's like sleazy. Yeah. He looks it. He's honestly a walking STD right like Mm -hmm. not to be a bitch but kinda yeah for sure he's dirty i don't know whatever good for her i mean (laughs) safe sex is important and i don't know be careful yeah seriously be careful to something a little bit more serious i guess did you hear about what's going on with like selena gomez and saved by the bell like that okay no i haven't you gotta break me and the rest of us down okay let me crack my neck here. Got it, girl. So uh, apparently Saved by the Bell, that TV show that was rebooted on NBCU's Peacock streaming service, um, they released an episode. The sixth episode was titled Teen Line, and it included two instances when Selena Gomez's um, kidney transplant surgery was, like, brought up in not the most appropriate light, which is kind of fucked up. So in one scene, two students who are not main cast members argue over who Selena's transplant donor was. The one character said, I know for a fact that Selena Gomez's kidney donor was Justin Bieber's mom. God, I wish I had my phone so I could prove it. And then the other character goes, prove what? You're an idiot. It was Demi Lovato's kidney, their best friends, like you and I were. And, like, everybody knows she got her kidney transplant from Francia Razia. I don't think I yeah. that right. Yeah, like her best friend. But then there was another scene in literally the same episode. And one of the school walls had a message written in black graffiti um, that said, does Selena Gomez even have a kidney? And so, like, naturally, people are pissed um because it's just something that i feel like is so not like important in the episode like it, you could have talked about the weather or something like that like you didn't need to be talking about someone's literal kidney transplant and on saturday respect for selena gomez was trending on twitter so like a lot of people were just like writing stuff and we're saying like what the fuck is wrong with the shows and it's obsession with selena's health so disgusting and unnecessary um just like saying you're not edgy you're disrespectful um so obviously the network apologized as people do these days mm-hmm. and they said we apologize it was never our intention to make light of selena's health 
We have been in touch with her team and will be making a donation to her charity. Um, Selena hasn't said anything yet, but the girl that gave her the transplant did. She said some of the cast and producers um, have reached out to me personally to apologize for this, and I truly appreciate that. But I do want to acknowledge that this public apology from the network should acknowledge the donors that have been offended by this. It's not about me. It's about acknowledging the great role that donors play. So, like, I guess she felt like they didn't really apologize to her. They more were concerned about offending Selena. Appreciate the apology, but let's not forget about the donors that potentially felt offended and dismissed from the spray paint written on the wall. Like, she kind of went off, essentially, saying, like, you know, you're apologizing to Selena, but, like, you have not even acknowledged the fact that I literally removed a kidney from my body to give to her and now you guys are all making jokes like does selena even have a kidney that's fucking rude which it is yeah it is i mean i'm baffled by the whole thing like what were the writers what were the producers what were the directors thinking are they brain dead like i just feel like it's such like a hot thing sometimes to have like witty smart writing where sometimes you can make funny jokes not like that but where it's like almost like really stretching over the line but it 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 just it's funny so it works and i just feel like sometimes people completely miss right miss the boat and in this case this is it also this isn't like a raunchy comedy so i'm confused it's like a disney show basically yeah where like really why i'm just like so i wish i was in the writing room when the person who thought of this and everyone else was like yes And then they said, let's get spray paint and let's just go for it. I mean, like, it's 2020. Read the room, people. Like, read the room. You can't just make those fucking jokes anymore. It's not funny. It's not funny. And, like, that whole thing, like, her and her friend made it very clear that it was, like, a really rough time. Like, it was traumatic. Like, they were in the hospital for a while. They, like stayed in like a house together to heal for months like this isn't like one of those jokes where like now they can look back and laugh at it like it affects i think still their everyday lives it's Mm -hmm. just like why would you ever think that was like acceptable it's crazy yeah and like allegedly getting a kidney removed is more intense than getting a new kidney yeah i've heard that too so it is fucked up that they didn't even say anything to her like they completely blew her off and it's yeah. like she probably went through just as much, if not more, pain than Selena with this whole thing. And they kind of just, like, brushed her completely under the rug and pretended, like, I don't know. The whole thing's just so fucked up. Like, agreed. I want to be in the room and, like, literally see who said, like, that's a great idea. Let's run with that. Because I would be like, um, are you brain dead or what? I know. I am I know. I'm baffled by Idiots. it. That's disgusting. And I'm glad that people I've, for once I'm glad that social media freaked out over it and brought yeah. it to light because that's not okay. So, I mean, we'll see if Selena says anything, but like if I were her, I probably wouldn't. I would be like Yeah. They don't even gross. deserve. They've already, you know, had some fire towards them, so like I don't think they even deserve any more acknowledgement. Uh okay, well, that's our hot takes for this week. We are going to hop into our recaps roses and refreshers. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hi guys, we're here to remind you to get your hands on the best teeth whitening kit called Bride Bright. Bride Bright was started by a Corona bride. After she postponed her wedding, she decided to make lemons out of lemonade and find a project for her and her dentist fiance. 
They decided there was no better product for them to bring into the world. So now instead of I do, they launched Bride Bright, a new teeth whitening kit for weddings and special occasions, or just getting those coffee or wine stains away so you're presentable over Zoom. Bride Bright provides you with the premium all-in-one teeth whitening experience in just 10 minutes a day and where you'll see results in 10 days. It's a portable mouthpiece, so make it a part of your morning routine or do it before bed during your nightly scroll of Instagram. Use our promo code CORK, C-O-R-K, for 25% off and free shipping. We loved our results, and now when we have a special day coming up, we know who we're using. Go to BrideBright.co, that's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O to get your kit today. Hello, everyone. Roses, recaps, and refreshers. This was like a really special episode because Taylor and I watched this one together. Mm-hmm. Even though we drank a lot of wine and Taylor browned out a little bit, but we're fine. It's okay. We're moving on. Okay. I remember most of it, but like some parts are super like, I don't know if we were talking through some of it. We and were. I just, okay. So then that's probably, because I can't really hear it as it is. So if we're talking through it, I have wine in my system and the TV's not as loud as it normally is. I'm not going to know what's going on. It's okay. The Bachelorette is a safe space. Thank it's you. okay. It's okay. But to start right. it off, we're doing it again tomorrow. So we are, we're going to try and keep this streak going for at least two weeks and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> but okay. So to get into it, we first have uh, Tasha went on a date with Ivan and it was cute. I loved it. I, loved it. I love Ivan. So I was so happy that this happened. Me too. And it was like they were just in her hotel room and it was almost like a mm-hmm. just like a Netflix and chill type of night. Mm-hmm. And they were super cute. I'm like still thinking of that giant ice cream like that thing. That thing was huge. I wonder if they finished it. Definitely not. I'm maybe not. I was going to say maybe the crew could have finished it. But COVID. Right. Can't. Nope. 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 Ugh, it can't. Waste. But I think the standout thing about their date was that they had some really important conversations about Black Lives Matter, uh, George Floyd, and just like what's going on with the world. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was really special to have The Bachelorette highlight this and take – they dedicated a lot of time. Like they didn't brush it over. I felt like it was a a full like segment before we went to a a commercial. Like it was a good 15 minutes. I agree. And it was important because, you know, she is black. So let's not like whitewash the show. Like, let's talk about like real issues and let's like bring it to light. And considering he also was half black and then he's half Filipino himself. Like, I just thought it was the, you know, the perfect time to have like two educated people talk about the topic and discuss. And it was great. Um, And he, you know, he talked a lot about his family and things he's been in through his past. And yeah, um, it It felt real. It felt like that was one of like the, I don't want to say first, but like one of the really genuine, real conversations that has been on The Bachelorette in a very long time. Like, I don't know. Normally, I just feel like they talk about such stupid shit and you're just sitting there like, okay. Yeah. It's it's mostly like fluff. And I'm sure there's real conversations that happen all the time, but the editors and producers just edit it out. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they decided to keep this in because it's important to have. Yeah. But uh, can we talk about how Tasha said her dad was 50? Not even 50. I mean. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. But I feel like that'd be so fun. That would like be a fun. young dad. I'd be like, come on, dad. We're going to take some shots tonight. I know. Seriously. <laughs> such a young grandpa. 
Yeah, really. But yeah, that was cute. And then Ivan got the rose. No shocker there. Shocking. Yeah. I love him. I'm so happy. Yeah. He's really cute. Okay. Yeah. So then we go on to the group date. Um, was a shit show. It's fuzzy for me. So I'll trust <laughs> you on that. <laughs> but yeah. So like the group of guys, they like met Tasha outside. Um, and then they were joined by former bachelorette Becca. Cuffrin and then former Bachelor in Paradise contestant Sydney. So then they all announced that like they were doing like a truth or dare and they were divided into teams of two. So Bennett and Damar were a team, Kenny and Blake, and then Zach and Riley. So then they all were like handed a map and they almost went on like some scavenger hunt where they had like different tasks. And like one of the tasks was they had to like drink like a smoothie that was made of like bugs and different type of like intestines. Ew. Gross. That was gross. I remember that. That was gross disgusting um, i don't know how they did that yeah and then like they have to like roll up and like chris harrison was like having like crabs and like champagne and like he had to like sign his autograph on like their butts i was like this is really a stretch people yeah that was just weird. they're really stretching this season like you could tell they're struggling with the whole we can't leave the resort thing yeah they really are because they used yeah. to have like such sick dates like let's go yeah. skydiving let's go in a hot air balloon and now it's like Let's drink smoothies and have Chris Harris inside my butt. Yeah. Like what? But then you go into like the night where of the group date where they all have like cocktails and stuff. And oh my God, do you remember that conversation Tisha had with Blake? She was like, what's (laughs) one thing your ex would warn me about you? And he like so fast goes, nothing. All of my exes love me. Oh, yes, I do remember this. That was so weird. We were screaming at the TV, red flag. We were screaming. Like, yeah, because that was weird. Yeah, everyone has flaws. I'm not saying he had to like light himself up and say like, I'm a terrible person. I'm a manipulator. Right. He could have said something about like, I don't have a lot of patience or I get mood. You know what I mean? Like he could have said something like all of my exes love you. I don't I don't buy that. Number one. Why aren't they with you? Right. Why are they your ex? Why aren't they they with you if they love you still? Like, so that was a terrible answer. Right. I mean, he probably is the one that broke up with them. Like, he probably cheated or did something crazy. And it's like, all my exes love me because I don't know. I know. I I don't know where I was going with that thought. No, I know what you're saying. I was really hoping one of his exes would have, like, made a TikTok and been like, he cheated on me. But alas. Right. Didn't happen. Here we are. Um, But I don't like Blake. I'm, like, so over him. I'm I I was done with him when he snuck into like the first group date thing with Claire. I was kind of like, I get where you're coming from with the whole try hard thing, but I feel like some some part of me feels like he's creepy. I don't know why. He is. Remember, he was the only one that DM'd Claire when they weren't supposed yes. to. He's creepy. Yes, like stalker. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't know. He seems delusional and creepy and. He shouldn't get the rose. But I love Zach. Me too. When they were in the hot tub and it got all steamy. Yes. So and cute. I remember she said something and she was like, remember they were talking about marriage or something? And he was just like so straight up. He was like, I mean, I'm ready for it. And he was just like, I'm, you know, like I like where we are right now. But like if we get married and then, you know, we get into life together, like I'm just confident we'll figure it out. Like I don't know what's going to happen, but I know we'll figure it out. And I was just like, I got goosebumps and I'm like, 
this is someone that should be on this show because ready to be married. And he's so confident that he's just like, I'm going to commit to this relationship and I'm going to make it work because I care. I love him. Me too. I also don't get the vibe that he's just there for like the Instagram followers or like whatever. Like I genuinely think he is there to find love, which makes me even more like him. Me too. He's not he's not just doing this for this show. He doesn't want to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Like he wants to get married and that's it. Yeah. And I love it. I love him too. I also read somewhere that he's like a Bachelor mega fan. Like he's watched all of the seasons. Like I think there was like some like I don't know. I I fully skimmed the article, but he like I guess said some sort of line where he like watched a season that was like old, old. So he just like always watched the show, which is cute. It's probably like a dream come true for him. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. Well, he got the rose for that group date, which was so cute. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. So then we have that night, right? Where like Ed is like, I just wasn't happy with the way, you know, I just wanted us to talk more. Like what even happened with him? I don't even know. He was just being annoying. He's so annoying. He needs to go. Like I'm, I'm so over Ed. He did go, didn't he? No, I don't think he went. No, he didn't go. Nope. He's still there, girl. He's still there. Yeah. So he was all annoying. And he's like, I, at two in the morning, he's like, I'm going to go to Claire. But then at the same time. Not Claire. Not Claire. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Tasha. Too many bachelorettes. Too many. But then at the same time, which we're not even sure it was the same time, Ben was like, you know, because how Benny boy messed up in the last um, rose ceremony or wherever mm-hmm. where he didn't like talk to her and she was like you should have came to me you messed up so he was all shaken up so he mm-hmm. tries to find her so he ends up finding Tasha and they have an amazing talk and like he brings strawberries and champagne and they make out and they have like she forgives them and you could tell they like kind of grew closer Ed somehow rolls up at Chris Harrison's hotel suite idiot not surprised so scripted though like so painfully scripted the producers were like yeah her hotel's over there yeah and like chris harrison's just like awake and fully dressed at two in the morning literally none of that made sense that was weird i am so happy though that ben took my advice thank you so much ben for listening to our podcast uncorked and unfiltered thank you because i literally said to him through our show yeah that he needs to just like go do something and be with her and spend time with her unrose related. And he did. So he did. And you know what? I'm just so happy he created a time machine and he went forward in time, listened to our episode, and then Me went too. back in time and went to her hotel. That is like so much effort. Okay. Maybe he's an alien. I could see it. Right? Yeah. I could totally see it. They say they're living among us. So like I bet you he's an alien. He probably is. Ben the Alien. That's his new name. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it, so. <laughs> but yeah, so then the rose ceremony happens, and Ben literally learned his lesson because as soon as, like, they all got there, he was like, Tasha, you want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he, which is cute. He's like, all it right, I'm not going to I'm not gonna mess this up again. Like, he could have, after he hung out with her all night, just kind of chilled, and he was like, yeah. no. So you could tell yeah. he really likes her, which is cute. It is cute. I mean, thank God. Like, if he didn't learn his lesson, I would have been like, okay, Ben, like it's go back in the time machine, then re-alienize yourself and yep. like figure out what you're doing wrong and go back because you need to get it together. Agreed. It's so I'm hard. I'm glad for now he's being smart and we'll see and, what happens. Yeah. And has fully blended with 
um, humans and society. Right. I'm so proud of our little alien. We do. But then, yeah, what? She talks to like two or three guys until she talks to Noah and he yeah. blows up the house. Noah literally. Uh, this is lit- This is like the third time he's blown shit up. I know. And he's been there for a week. I know. It's crazy. What did he even say to them? He said something like, the guys feel like you're just giving me a rose to like start drama in the house or something like that. Yeah. So he got that rose like after that group date that he wasn't invited to. And obviously the guys were pissed. And I think a few of them probably said to him like, you shouldn't have gotten that rose. Like, it's just like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, no one said anything to the fact of like, Tasha only gave it to you for drama. For, sh- for drama. So then right. he goes and tells Tasha with this whole puppy face, like facade. And he's mm-hmm. just like, all of the guys are kind of saying that like you gave the rose to start shit. And I'm so annoyed that Tasha really like bought it. And she was Me just too. like, what? And then she storms into like the room where all the guys are sitting And I have the quote. I love it. I'm a grown woman and I can make decisions based off what I want to do. And if you're going to be questioning me, I'll glad you walk outside. Okay. I'll see you guys at the rose ceremony. And then she walks out. It was great. It was a great moment. I was like, yes, girl. It was. And then that's it. She didn't No one, no other guys could talk to her. So she only talked to like five guys when there was like 15 of them and they were so pissed. I mean, uh, they need to do something about Noah then. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Remember what Ben said about Bennett said about him? They all freaked out on him. No. Nope. This is your brownout moment. It's okay. It was the end of the episode. There was a lot. So after she stormed out, the guys were like, What happened? What is that coming from? Like, I'm so confused. And then they were like, Well, who's the last person that talked to her? And then after some silence, Noah was like, It was me. And they're like, well, what did you say to her? And he was like, I didn't say much. I just said how, like, you guys were kind of howling me for getting the rose. And, like, you think that she was doing it to start shit. And then a few of them were like, what? You know no one said that. But, like, Bennett was, like, really heated. And he was just like, you – I think he was saying all this stuff, like, tell him to shut up and this and that. And then he goes, like, there is a 0% chance that you end up with Tasha. Everyone here, everyone here knows it. And then he like, when he's talking to like the camera in like the diary room, he says like, you know, I'm here for love, not for breastfeeding Noah, which is an iconic quote that will be on my tombstone. That should be on a (gasps) t-shirt. You're right. It should. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so funny. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. Watch it back, girl. But they were all so pissed and- I'm glad that they like know that he did that. So I'm wondering if like the next episode, I'm sure some of them are going to go to her and be like, he's no, he's not telling the truth. Like he's bullshit, but really sad because she ended up sending home Chasen, Mm -hmm. Jordan, Kenny, and then Joe, the anesthesiologist. The only one I care about is Joe. The only one I care about. The only one. Like, I don't even know who Kenny and Jordan are. Chasen, whatever. Justice for Joe. Justice for Joe. I'm so – he needs to be The Bachelor or he has to be on Bachelor in Paradise. I will not take no for an answer. I really hope so. He's so cute. We did reach out to him, everybody, on Instagram and ask him if he wanted to be on our podcast. Don't worry. He hasn't even read the message. Don't worry, guys. It doesn't say scene, so we're still in the game. <laughs> we are holding out hope. 
Joe, if you're listening, please come on Uncorked and Unfiltered. We can talk about volleyball, your college volleyball. We can talk about anesthesiologizing. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Whatever your heart so desires. Email us. Yeah. Email us at uncorkpodcast at Mm gmail.com. Everybody listening, do your best to promote this as well because like that would be so cool. We love Joe so much. We want him on our show. We love him. Yeah. It's an unhealthy obsession. (laughs) It's healthy, Taylor. It's healthy. Okay. It's fine. Everything's (laughs) healthy in 2020. Exactly. Uh, And that was that episode. So it's really like heating up. I like Mm -hmm. when we like, even though I was sad to see Joe go, like I like that she sent home four because like now we're really like starting to really narrow down. Like we have like Mm -hmm. 10 people left now. So it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. I like when it gets to like the core and you're like, okay, I know all these guys now. I know the names. I know like this is it. We're getting there. Same. Making headway. Same. So I'm about it. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. We will be watching it tomorrow and we hope you guys will too. Yeah. I guess it's tonight for them. You're right. You're right. Or whenever you listen, but yeah, just watch it. Okay. But uh, until then, please rate review our podcast wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, uncorked underscore and filtered and Twitter, which is at uncork podcast. Stay hydrated, everybody. And drink wine. Bye, guys. Looking for your next great hire? CareerBuilder is the fastest growing job site in the U.S. with over 140 million candidate profiles and growing. Plus, candidates on CareerBuilder have skills for the most in-demand occupations. Let us help you rebuild and rehire a strong, more diverse workforce fast. CareerBuilder, we're building for you. Visit hiring.careerbuilder.com forward slash recruit.